up, wrestling fans? It's that time of the week for them boys from 607 Podcast to talk all things pro wrestling and call it right down the middle. That's right, it's time for this week's edition of 607 Podcast presents The Wrestling Show, better known as 607TWS. Of course, we are coming to you from the ODPH Podcast Dungeon, the realest thing in all of pro wrestling podcasting. Of course, I am your host here at 607TWS. I'm also the host of the 3FN Podcast and, and Nerd Initiatives Wrestling Night Live. My name is Rich, and joining me in the co-pilot's chair as he does each and every week here on 607TWS, but also over on Wrestling Night Live, but you better know him as the host of Turn a Page on Nerd Initiative's YouTube channel, and better yet, the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast, better known as the ODPH. I'm talking about Ken M. 607 Podcast family, what is going on? What is happening? What is good? Let us talk some pro wrestling, shall we? It is time to talk pro wrestling. We got to get the floodlands off. Always a good time to open the show with floodlands. Always. But man, you know, we, we have a big week of wrestling. Unfortunately, I got to tell you, be up front. We're going to have another abbreviated show because we did not get time this weekend to check. Also, we're recording during the second German show for mm-hmm. uh, Game Changer Wrestling. So we'll have our uh, thoughts and opinions on that later on. So there's going to be no mid-card again, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and get Fight Plus for $7.99 a month to get the hottest action in all of independent pro wrestling uh, podcasting because they have some great companies there. Oh, yeah. And they have great work, and you can watch those archives. The Jay Lit tournament was awesome from AIW uh, two weeks ago. And then, of course, this whole weekend in Germany has been great. I did catch part of the show last night, which would be Saturday night, folks. But I did not catch today's show because, obviously, we're recording here instead of doing that. Because mm. as we record, peek behind the curtain, it's 5.47 p.m. on uh, Sunday. And the show started at 5 p.m., so... It's a little hard for us to, to, to do something that is going on. But that's the beauty of Fight Plus because not only can you have the option to watch it live, but you can watch the replay whenever it's at your convenience. And don't worry, Game Changer Wrestling will be back the following week. Also, I know our good friends over at Wrestling Revolver have got a show coming up mm-hmm. that week too. So big week coming up ahead of time. So make sure you go to check it out, Fight Plus $7.99 a month. But today we do have stuff to talk about because we have in the main event segment, we're going to talk about... Uh, the the AEW uh, Rampage Grand Slam, because we talked about Grand Slam over on Wrestling Night Live. We'll kind of touch on that later. Uh, we're going to also talk about the build to the pay-per-view that's coming up this upcoming Sunday. That would be Wrestle Dream from Seattle, Washington. So we'll be talking about the build to that show and so much more in the main event segment. And, of course, in the opening contest, we got to talk about... Unfortunately, the biggest story in the wrestling mm-hmm. business right now, the WWE releases that went down last week. Uh, we'll give our thoughts on them, give our thoughts on why it happened, and just give our ultimate takes overall. Of course, it always sucks when people lose their jobs, but you'll be surprised. There could be a silver lining as well. With that, though, so we can get into those great topics, Ken M, tell the fine folks how to find yourself and the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour Podcast. Very simple. Swing on over to otphpodcast.com. Join in the conversation on the social media accounts. They're all right there on the front page. Also on the front page, we have links directly to the latest editions of Wrestling Night Live and turn a page on Nerd Initiative YouTube. The players are right there. So it's a one-stop shop to hit that subscribe button and you don't miss a moment of the content. Also, while you're there, check out the Public Store link. Check out the Patreon link. Shout out to all our amazing patrons, the blog links. 
the classified section where you can find friends of the show, so it's Three Fun Podcasts, Dragon Master Games, Nerd Initiative, and many more. The directory, the music section, basically if there's anything and everything it is, the ODPH, you can find it at odphpodcast.com. And if you would like to get a hold of me and the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. There you'll find all of our links for the social medias. You'll find the Public link, the Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FNPodcast for as little as $1 a month. You get a ton of extra bonus content and help support everything we do around here. Also, while you're there, check out the show page pages for the 3FN podcast and this show, 607TWS, as well as friends of the show like the ODPH podcast, and of course, the musical directory featuring the bands uh, that allow us to use their music so we don't get those dreaded DMCAs. Big shout outs to Floodlands, whose song Ruins is the theme song you hear at the beginning of every episode of 607TWS, and our good friend Second Suitor, whose song One Winged Angel is the song that you hear at the end of the podcast mm-hmm. each and every week. Big shout outs to them and then all the other bands in the musical directory. Make sure you check them out and support them on YouTube Music, Spotify, and Bandcamp. And last, but certainly not least, there is a sponsorship section. That is the fine folks who uh, give us uh, some sort of resources. So therefore, we don't have to give you those corny commercials during the show. And uh, check those all out. Of course, our main sponsor here at 607TWS is Dragon Master Games. For all of your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. Ken M. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to dive into. Some of it's pretty. Some of it's not pretty. But I believe you need to check your watch because... It's time! That's right. It's time to kick off this episode of 607TWS. And we got to start with the elephant in the room. And that was the WWE releases that went down on Thursday of this past week. Uh, Of course, it was after even Wrestling Night Live. So Mm -hmm. we didn't even get to talk about it there. And, uh, of course, uh, let's just go through the list real quick, and then we'll uh, give our thoughts and takes on it. Uh, Starting first, I'm going in reverse order here, so we're going to start with the NXT folks. Uh, Abdul Abdi Fitzgerald, Brooklyn Barlow, Alexis Gray, Daniel MacArthur, Kevin Ventura Cortez, Bryson Montana, Quincy Elliott, Ulyssa Leone, Eichmann Euro, Shanky, Dabacato, uh, was he get back to Dabacato at this point in juncture? Uh, to be honest, I don't know. I don't remember. It didn't do much with him to begin with. Right. Dana Brooke, Mansoor, Mace, Rick Boogs, Top Dalla, Aliyah, Riddick Moss, Emma, Mustafa Ali, Elias, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, and then a day later, yeah. <laughs> they released Matt Riddle to no surprise of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, there's there's case by case here that we could talk about. Obviously, for the NXT folks, let's be honest, a lot of them, you heard their real names. They weren't even on television. Right. They might have worked some shows. Maybe they weren't working out at the PC. Once again, you just were purchased by a company, a large company. Mm-hmm. And people are like, well, they're just shaving everything and whatever. Well, it's not just budgetary. It's what are you doing to get the paycheck that you're getting? Exactly. And that's what they have to look at. Because if that's the case, the alleged big deal that Jade Cargill just signed would have never happened if they're not spending money. Mm -hmm. But once again, they're looking to make her a massive star. If she doesn't work out for some reason, I'm sure they will cut her as well. And I'm going to say this up front. And and I would like to get your take on this as well. Mm. When you're a pro wrestler, you are an independent contractor, which gets really weird because you're signed to a contract. And there's two different philosophies here. AEW usually doesn't cut workers Mm -hmm. unless they ask to be cut. 
And in that case, still not sometimes. And they let their contracts expire. Well, in the meantime, they don't use them. You don't see them. And it's whatever. If, if you don't believe me, when was the last time you saw Sonny Kiss? Right. Before Sonny Kiss was really, was, didn't renew a deal, if you mm-hmm. will. And, and I'm not taking a shot there. The other end of it is WWE, and when people are like, well, with a big company, they're not going to release people. Well, yeah, they are. The same way UFC releases people. It's the same people that they, you know, it's the same company. Mm -hmm. Endeavor owns WWE and UFC. TKO as a whole, we'll call it TKO for a sake. Why did you think the business practice would change? But here's what I'm saying. UFC fighters also in that weird, uh, you know, independent contractor zone, even though they have contracts, which is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know we could get into that whole kit and caboodle. Whether yeah, they that's be a, a whole not. that's a whole different. We're game not there, gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna go down that road. Yeah. However, they're independent contractors. Here's the thing. I've always looked at this, and I, I would like your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. I've personally always looked at this, and I'm somebody who worked in the wrestling business. As far as the indies, where a lot of guys when they got cut would come back to, and as you know from guys like Matt Cardona, which we'll talk about him more in a second, and Cody Rhodes, and et cetera, et cetera, you can make a hell of a living on the independent scene mm-hmm. once you leave a contracted job. So my whole thing is like, hey, why sit in catering where you're making your minimum guarantee? Right. Because remember, when you hear these big flashy numbers, it's based on a max guarantee and a minimum guarantee. Your minimum guarantee is what you're guaranteed to make just to be under contract with World Wrestling Entertainment or whoever. Mm-hmm. Right. Your maximum is what you're hoping you're going to make, you know, because that's with your sales and hitting bonuses and et cetera, et cetera. So basically, you're sitting there and catering. And you're not doing anything. Exactly. And the worst part about that is that means people forget about you. Mm -hmm. How many people on the list, when we were just going through, you're like, oh, they still work there? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that we, I've heard that online, you know, over and over again. Whereas if they were still on television and got cut, they would have a big shelf life in the indies. Uh, Absolutely. Ask Matt Cardona. Yeah. But so I don't look at cuts as being necessarily a bad thing. I mean, does it suck to lose your job? Sure. Yes. But I hope that you were putting some away, knowing that this day could come for anybody. Mm -hmm. And this right now, you can hit the ground running. I mean, I understand there's a 90-day no-compete. But with that being said, with the 90-day no-compete, they pay you. You are still getting paid for 90 days. Yeah. That is what most people don't understand. It's not 90 days because people be like, well, 90 days and they can't work. No, well, no, they're being paid their contractual amount for exactly, 90 days. Exactly, yeah. So they're still, it's a, it's basically a severance package. Mm. So over the next 90 days, your monthly check, I think because they get paid, I think they get paid every month, your monthly check will still come to you for three months. Mm-hmm. And then you're done. Right. So it's not like you're being thrown on the streets. No, it's, it's a like, severance package. It's a severance deal. And, and once again, I'm not saying that it's great to be fired or let go, but I feel like, hey, in 90 days, if you're doing the right thing on the social medias and you get an agent real quick, you could fill up your card. So literally when that 90th day hits, you are on an indie show or you are in already negotiations to go somewhere like AEW or Impact or wherever. And I feel like you can make money. Once again, Matt Cardona, which we're going to bring him up again, is the standard of that. What are your thoughts on just being released, period? Being released, period, I mean, obviously it's an unfortunate situation to lose your job. But I think in this situation, and Matt Cardona, Cody Rhodes, Drew McIntyre even, have shown the blueprint about working the indies and building yourself back up where you're doing things very well financially. And then if you decide to you know, go back to WWE, you're even a bigger star than you were before. Like, let me read the quote tweet from Matt Cardona, because mm-hmm. I want to call this up, because I think this really sums up a lot. Yeah. So quoting him on Twitter, uh, or X, if you will. To those that were just released, this can be the end of your career, or it can be the beginning. 
Look yourself in the mirror and decide. I promise you the work and the money is out there. It's not easy. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's frustrating. But it's also incredibly rewarding in more ways than one if you work your fucking ass off. I hope to see a lot of you down the road, end quote. I think that he sums it up perfectly. And we have seen this time and time again. If you were somebody that we had to sit here and go, I haven't seen this wrestler on TV in how long? With the exception of a few. Yeah, which we'll get to in Which a we'll get to. But this is an opportunity that you now have another road if you want to pursue it. It just depends on how bad you want it. And if you're happy that you were just behind the scenes and getting a paycheck, that's you. Know, that's you. And then whatever you ch- decide to do from here on out, you know, I wish the best. But if you're somebody that this is your passion, this is your love, this is what you want to do, you want to be on TV, streaming, whatever, this is a time that you can follow that blueprint that Cardona has made exceptionally well. And Cody laid, laid before him. Right. And Drew. Yeah. Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes. They did what they AJ. did. Yeah, but what they did before – and especially Cody, though, mm-hmm. is what Matt Cardona followed because yeah. Matt Cardona and Cody Rhodes, really good friends. And he's asked Cody when he got released, what should I do? And Cody said, this, 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 and this. Reinvent yourself and go. Yeah. And at that time, he could have gotten signed to AEW, which he did do five dates with them. Right. But he could have gotten signed possibly a little easier because his his one of his best friends was still an executive vice president there at the time, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. But instead, he created the Matt Cardona character. And I'm, I'm, and I'm not, no shots at AEW here, but I'm, I'm assuming AEW kind of wanted more of the Zack Ryder guy. Yeah. And Cardona had already started creating this always ready Matt Cardona character, which we now know is one of the best characters on the independent scene. Oh, absolutely. And to his own admittance, because he doesn't have, he says he's made more money in his indie run over the past couple of years since he's been released than he ever did in WWE. I believe it. Because you got to remember, not only is he getting booked salad every weekend in independence, mm-hmm. he's also been, ro- he rolled through Impact, he's rolled through MLW, he's rolled through AEW, he's rolled through, uh, you know, NWA, all these major companies. Didn't sign major contracts with him. Signed contracts with him where they paid him decent money where he could still work the indie dates. Mm-hmm. He's worked for every major independent across the country and even the world. Yeah. And here you go. And also on top of that, he continued and upped and upped his podcast game. And then on top of that, they created the major wrestling figures. Mm-hmm. And his merch has got to be Through ungodly. Yeah. Because the dude's coming out with new stuff all the time. He's laid the ground. And, you know, Cody laid the groundwork prior to him, Drew, and prior to him, AJ, and a bunch of other guys. But those are the most notably. And then Cardona took it and showed us all the real way. Mm-hmm. Because he took every little piece from those guys and he made it even more lucrative. Remember, Cody had also said when he was on the indies before AEW started, that he made more money in the indies than he did in WWE. Yeah. So it's just about the work. It's like Cardona said. Yeah. If you're willing to put the time in and you're willing to go everywhere, you're going to get paid. But the problem is, is this. Yes, you could get comfortable in the back. What's it going to feel bad for people who lose a check? But once again, let me ask you, what would you be more apt to do? Continue to sit in catering and not being on the shows and not being known and being further forgotten Mm -hmm. or have the opportunity to hit the ground running, make a name for yourself, and then you have two options. You can either make them card well, three options. You can either not work hard enough and you go away, right. or you quit, you don't even try, right? Mm-hmm. But your other two options to be successful is A, do what Cardona's done and kill it in the merch, kill it in the going everywhere and make more money than you've ever made and make yourself more attractive. I've, I've told, I said this this past weekend uh, to a friend of ours, Ken, I said, listen, 
I think the only reason Cardone is not back in WWE yet is because he doesn't want to take the pay cut. Right. I could see that. I think that he's still got some, you know, as he gets more tired on the indies, as long as he keeps his name profiled, as he knows, he's not going to let that dip. Mm -hmm. As long as he can stay high profiled and making money on the indies, he's going to do that. So about another year or two, he could even scratch it longer. Who knows? Cardona's doing great stuff. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying a year or two. And then probably if there's still interest, because there should be because of the talk, he goes back to WWE or AEW. It makes a shit ton of money to end his career. Mm -hmm. He's found that out. And I think that's a beautiful thing to find out. So some of these guys can do that. Or once again, like I said, kind of mentioned it there with Cardona, but look at Drew McIntyre. Look at AJ Styles. Look at Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. They went out. They reinvented themselves. They put a new package together. They came back on top. Yeah. You can say what you want about how guys are booked currently, but AJ Styles is pretty much a Grand Slam champion. Oh, yeah. Drew McIntyre is a Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes is on his way to being a Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. And he's the top act. You could argue 1A and 1B with him in LA Knight. Sure. But still, he showed that's the blueprint, folks. What were you going to do when you were in catering? You're not going to change WWE's mind while you're in catering. Right. You know, and some of these guys didn't even, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming that Tony Khan is a little more frugal and wiser after everything that's happened in the past year, I don't think he's going to sign all these guys. I can see some of the names. We'll talk about in a minute when we talk about some of the bigger names. I can see some of them going there. Sure. But I don't think he's going to sign all of them. And the reason why is because there's no need to. They're not going to bring the value for his money either. Mm -hmm. And that's why I said, you know, there is something nice about not getting let go. But at the same time, and this is no shots because I love Sonny Kiss. Sonny Kiss was so forgotten about in AEW that when Sunday Kiss hit the indies, other than us fans, nobody really cared. Mm-hmm. So now Sunday Kiss has to build up from ground zero. Right. Whereas Cardona, when he got let go, he was promoting himself in that 90-day window. Mm-hmm. He Everybody knew Zack Ryder. He promoted himself. He hit the road as the Zack Ryder tribute band for about a month. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the new character. So Because he already had a plan. Yeah. And he had the advantage of only I had to wait 90 days. But here's the thing. In that 90 days, I can keep tweeting. I can keep posting on Instagram. I can keep making my podcast. So these guys should be jumping either and making their own podcast right now or jumping on other people's podcasts or going and doing interviews because you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's certain things you're not allowed to do, but you're allowed for the most part to talk because a lot of other guys have. Mm-hmm. Keep your name out there with that. And social media has made it even easier. Make TikToks for, for for crying out loud, where you're just reminding people. And hey, the countdown's on. Hey, listen, I don't know if you already heard, but I signed a deal and I'm going to be making my first independent date at this date. And you can start, keep plugging it, man. Keep plugging it. And you're going to hit the ground and you've already started at 50 instead of zero. Right. Is my point. So, I mean, I think that's why I feel the way I do about being released as opposed to your contract being up and just sitting in catering at the end and nobody remembers you were there. It just depends on how bad you want it. Yeah. And, and, and right now, especially in this day and age of the internet, you can reinvent your character. If you felt that you are a bigger star than you were treated, now is the time to take that advantage. And then as soon as that release date is done, hit the indies, make yourself known. This is the time to take advantage of social media. This is the time to build yourself back up. It's not the time to look at it as like, okay, I lost, you know, it's one thing to be sad about losing a job. I get that. And especially if that was your dream to be in WWE. Sure. But if your dream is to be a pro wrestler, 
this is the perfect time to reinvent yourself, hit the ground, and give them buyer's remorse. Well, here's the thing. If your dream is to be in WWE, this is the perfect time to hit the ground and rebuild yourself into your own image, into mm-hmm. a create character you create, and bring it back to them and make them money. Yeah. That's it. And then they're going to bring you back. Once again, the track record is there. Exactly. If you make enough noise, they're going to come back. And, and not only are they going to come back, AEW is going to come in with a big offer too. So there's a lot of people on this names that are like looking at people like Dabacato or Shanky or even Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. who there's no surprise why any of them are not there. Yeah. I, they've been using Dana Brooke a little bit recently in NXT, but it wasn't going over well. She wasn't having the kind of matches they were hoping. She wasn't getting the Mandy Rose and, and God, you know, evolution that Mandy Rose did down there, mm-hmm. using that as an example. Sure. And God knows what they were paying her. Got to remember, a lot of these people are going to come into pay. So then we get into, like, we do know Monsoor. Mm-hmm. Monsoor was a combination of payment and the fact that he wasn't allowed to lose. Yeah. Did you hear that? I heard that, yeah. So because, according to their deal with the Saudi government, he was not allowed to lose. That's why they put him in a tag team so he didn't have to eat pins. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That's so, yeah. And that handcuffs the company. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad deal to make. I get why they did it because they were trying to make that money over there in Saudi. But, yeah, it was a bad day. Um Get to Rick Boogs, who says, I don't know if you saw this. He said that uh, backstage politics is what he thinks got him. I'm like, dude, nobody cares. Like, you, the only time anybody cared about Rick Boogs is when he was playing the guitar out for Nakamura. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Am I missing something? No. I, I never was interested in Rick Boogs other than that. And I wasn't even that interested in with him there. I always thought the I air, know that there were some people that were. No, I always thought the air guitar in NXT was better. Yeah. That's just my personal opinion. But yeah. You that, know, you know, I'm, you know, Elias. What were they really doing with him? Since he he stopped the Ezekiel thing and went back to Elias, there was just nothing there. The the crowd didn't care. There's actually numerous times on the internet, if you go back when he first came back, where there was zero reaction to Elias because people wanted Zeke back. Yeah. It's a weird thing. <laughs> you know? it's oh, Yeah. Not only is it weird, but like you didn't do anything to help your case. And once again, maybe creative didn't have anything for you, but now if you're really interested, you can go recreate that character, if you choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, top dollar, let's be honest, he couldn't go over the top rope. So <laughs> the writing was on the wall as soon as, uh, as soon as you know, Michael Cole is making fun of you weekly. Yeah. By the way, didn't get rid of his partner, though. Interesting fact enough. Yeah. So maybe they'd see something in him. That's what I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaliyah, once again, I know it's going to make our good friend Mike see a little upset that she's gone, but what has she done? Like, oh, we didn't even seen her on TV in over a year. Yeah, I was going to say. Over a year. It, it had been quite some time. That brings us to uh, Riddick Moss and Emma. I felt real bad for Emma. I know, especially the Perth announcement. Yeah, and then she's like, never mind. Which, hey, listen, you might be back by then. This is your third time getting fired. <laughs> like, I, all jokes, like, I know I'm laughing about it, but all jokes aside, she's this is her third time being released from WWE. Mm-hmm. So she keeps coming back. So that means they, I just don't think that she's ever come back with a compelling enough character. Because remember when she was out in the indies the last time in, in Impact, she was just doing the same gimmick. I really think if she wants to succeed in wrestling, she needs to find that it character. Mm-hmm. There's something about the look. There's something about the in-ring talent that keeps people coming back. Yeah. However, where are we from there? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you think about her, uh, I don't want to say evolution, but I know that that was kind of the mm-hmm. thing. But for how she's came into the main roster with multiple characters, it it just has not clicked for whatever reason. So like now would be a perfect time to just reinvent and come up with something else. And if this is what she wants to pursue, she can absolutely run with it and become one of the biggest names on the indies. Easy. Riddick Moss made a joke 
of course, about how after Triple H came in, his per-match money went up, obviously meaning he wasn't booked as much. Yeah. Here's the problem. That Mad Cat Moss character was made to make Vince McMahon laugh. Yeah. Think about how we know Vince likes the the, the childish humor. Mm-hmm. That was what that character was. Yeah. Triple H inherited the book and went, you know what wrestling fans want? Wrestling. Yeah. They want serious. Not that they can't be fun, because listen, we all love Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when it, when the bell rings. Yeah, it's game time. It's game time, Yeah, right? And I think that that's what Riddick Moss in front. Now, he looks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. If he goes out, he and I think Cardona, he had, I think he has a relationship with Cardona as well, like his friendship-wise. And he's the kind of guy that needs to take that advice. I'd be on the phone with Cardona. What should I be doing right now? Yeah. And I would run that playbook because Riddick Moss is the kind of guy who could go out in the indies if that's what he chooses to do. And this dude could be all over the place making good money. And then either WWE is going to come bringing him back and putting him in a better position or AEW will knock on the door. Mm -hmm. Either way. Easy. I think there's too much there. Same with Elias for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mustafa Ali. (laughs) He's the only one that was cut in a program. He was supposed to get a title shot this upcoming Saturday at NXT's pay-per-view, which we're going to be talking about here in a minute after we're done with this business, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, he was supposed to get a title shot for the North American title against Dominic Mysterio. And now he's out. You know, it's kind of like be careful what you wish for. Yeah, I was going to say. You know, he say. spent a lot of time wanting to be released, and then they brought him back. And even to his you know, credit, Mustafa Ali said, listen, this is not all on WWE. Mm-hmm. Part of this is on me. I couldn't figure out the character that I wanted to be. Once again, I think he's a guy that can do that. I'm, I can see him signing with AEW right away. My only qualm and concern about that is I don't know if that's going to make him a better character. And I would like to see him, and I'm not saying I want to see him struggle. If he signs the big check, Take the big check, brother. I want to see you make money. Mm-hmm. But I would love to see Mustafa, with the talent that he has, I would love to see Mustafa Ali go and create this evolution of himself. Mm-hmm. That And then return to WWE in a higher profile or go to AEW and make even more money. And I think, just from judging by kind of how you've been talking, unless AEW comes with a massive deal, which would be kind of shaky... I mean, they might for him in particular, but unless it's something he can't turn down, I think he's on that wavelength. I've mark mark the tape now. I think of everybody that's been released. I think he's going to be the one that follows the Cardona blueprint to the letter. I think he's going to take full advantage of this. I think he's going to become the biggest name on the indies within the next six to nine months, and he's going to be in that talk because he's going to be like just some of the programs he can have with some people like Speedball Mike Bailey. Uh, Blake Christian. Like, the talent is there, and they can put on some absolute fire matches. Right after he got released, Blake Christian sent the picture of him holding the GCW title saying, I'm waiting for you. Exactly. So and it's it's he's already got matches. Speedball Mike Bailey went, ooh, this is interesting. I want this match. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of guys. He's going to work top tier in the indies. Oh, yeah. And the nice part is he can discover the character. Like, the part that he keeps saying... And I've heard him say it multiple times in verbal interviews before his release and even kind of his tweets after is that he still needs to find that one thing to take him to the level, the character he wants. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where you can find it because you can get by on the indies on the, your talent. Sure. And then you can start toying with things, i.e. like a Blake Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, Blake got released from WWE. He goes back and he's doing all hard again. And we're all just kind of like, yay, we're happy to see you. Best in the world. You're great in the ring. And But there was still something missing. And then the crowd wrote him. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we've gotten this evolution. And now he's this great heel character in the indies. He's coming into his own. Mm-hmm. He's he 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 came out, he made big money, he got signed. 
you know, to a bunch of different places and, and went around the Indies and made money. Blake Christian we're talking about. Yep. And now he's now in a character position where he's wanted. Mm-hmm. It's very important, although he does have a Ring of Honor deal. Right, but still, it's the time on the Indies he got to evolve his character. And like I said, that's what I think Ali's going to do, and I think he's going to succeed tremendously at it. I agreed. Now these last three are all people we're going to spend some time. And the first one is Shelton Benjamin, and I'm going to say this right now. Tony Khan and AEW would be stupid. Agreed. Not to sign Shelton Benjamin on day 91. I agreed and I'd, fully. And, and you know what? I, I've heard like Eric Bischoff and other people say, you know, you want to make some real surprises. I don't think you need to make a surprise with Shelton. I want Shelton in that company to work with the young talent. Mm-hmm. I want Shelton in that company to evolve that young talent because that's what that, that's what AEW greatly needs. And there ain't none better. Give him a decent deal because you know he's get you know he's older. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: he can still go in the ring. But what he's going to bring to your backstage, and then when you stick him in the ring and make him work with the young guys, which he doesn't mind, mm-hmm. he's going to build them to that next level. Oh, yeah. I think that he's a slam dunk for them to sign, not because of a big flashy name or because he's going to bring you a big draw. He's a With the way that things have happened in the last year in in AEW, he's that positivity you need in your locker room. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the biggest no-brainer for me that he goes to AEW and he works with a lot of that young talent. And he elevates their game. Another no-brainer for me is the next man, Dolph Ziggler. Um, Once again, people are like, well, why did you think Ziggler got cut? He was making a lot of money, and he hasn't been on TV. Mm. And even before, they probably went, okay, well, he's a great hand. He's really good at what he does. But he hasn't been on TV in months. And on top of that, before then, he's been back and forth doing nonsense. Yeah. We kind of, like, if we're paying him seven figures, which is what his deal was for. Mm Mm-hmm. We want to see seven figures. This is Endeavors doing this. This yeah. is not Vince, who Vince is like, oh, man, he's been such a good guy to me that I'm I'm going to keep him around. And that's that's fine. But those days are gone. Right. Now it's like, hey, if you have a seven-figure contract and you ain't been on TV mm-hmm. and you ain't been doing anything, either there's got to be a good reason why, and if there's not, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a perfect example of which. Also, it also proves that Endeavor does not care about who they release as far as as far as going elsewhere, if you will. Oh, sure. I'm not talking about I'm sure they're not releasing Roman Reigns tomorrow. No, but I'm they sure are, they're not releasing Randy Orton tomorrow. But you know what I mean? They're looking at their books and going, okay, who's drawing us now? And not just like what they've done, but they're looking at it right now and saying, Okay, we need to figure out our budgets. We need to figure out where we're getting the most bang for our buck. And if you haven't been on TV, I'm sorry. Or if they're not seeing anything in you right now, this is what happens. But this is a big name for yeah. AEW to get. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think you hit him with a contract, put him on TV. I mean, worst case scenario, if there's some injuries or something he's worried about, put him in a tag team with his brother. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that's where your big money is. Oh, no, it's not. But I don't know if there's something wrong or not. I'm assuming not, but he's also not made much noise after he got released either. I think he's just looking at the fact that he made all that money over those years and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, and probably to no surprise to any, is Matt Riddle. Yeah. For two reasons, no surprise to each. He has been a bigger headache than what he's been worth for a long time. I've said this for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry. I'm sorry if this offends anybody or bothers anybody who's a Riddle fan, but I've said this forever. First of all, he shouldn't be the one that was signed. Filthy Tom Lawler was a way better wrestler, character, everything mm-hmm. that could have been signed, and also less of a headache. Mm-hmm. And 
let's not get into all the stuff because I don't want to get into all the right, dirt. Right, right, right. Let's remember the allegations, the stuff with his wife and the divorce. Now the stuff at JFK Airport recently. Mm-hmm. He's just always been more. And other guys, not talking about specific reasons, but other people with, you know, that had, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, kind of uh, problematic things happen. Questionable issues. I should say people because we'll say Mandy Rose on that list. Mm-hmm. Who does she really hurt? Yeah. Nobody. You know what I mean? As a matter of fact, she probably made a lot of people happy. Let's be honest. I saw those. We saw those pictures, right? So it, it was very nice. It was very, mm. very, very nice. Uh, but anyways, I digress. <laughs> but still, once again, that became problematic. Let go. You know, not going to dive into it. Velveteen Dream, mm-hmm. <laughs> very problematic. Yep. Let go. But I would say that's kind of a close. What was happening with Riddle at the same time as Velveteen Dream, albeit I still will say Velveteen Dream far worse mm-hmm. because of. Situations we're not going to dive into, obviously. Right, right. But at the same time, it was both sexually related. Mm-hmm. And one went, the other didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all I'm saying is, I don't know if he had pictures of Vince or what he had, <laughs> but obviously he doesn't have that anymore. Plus, second reason, and this is a fun facts, Dana White hates his guts. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm sure that went a long way with Ari Emanuel saying, not only are you a headache, you're not worth a dime that we're paying you. Get the fuck out. And if AEW brings him in, be warned. You found your next CM Punk. Yeah, this one I I, I was not super shocked at, obviously, with the uh, recent events of late. And plus, Endeavor doesn't want that bad press. Oh, no. Under any circumstance. No. They just had the biggest opening week on Wall Street you know, with uh, PR moves and such. They don't want. They've already any- got the Vince headache, let yeah. alone anything else. Yeah, they don't want anything else interfering with this. And unfortunately, the track record's there. And they don't want to deal with it in their new regime. And this is what they're looking at. Like I say, when they're looking at the books and saying, okay, this person's making X amount of money. Is it worth the headache? What are we doing with them? And, you know, get a a rough idea. And unfortunately, in Riddle's case, I mean, his record speaks for itself. Listen, his track record, I would have gotten rid of him a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to point out. Yeah. I've never been a real fan. I get there's some people out there. Maybe you guys are going to defend him tooth and nail. That's fine. But you got to admit there's problems. Oh, yeah. You got to admit if you owned a company, would you keep him on? You got to admit that if if that's the case, you know, and then we heard there's all sorts of backstage issues too. Yeah, with uh, Goldberg and. Mm-hmm. and well, that, there was the Goldberg issue. But then on top of that, we there's a lot of people who said that he had an attitude problem. Mm-hmm. Straight, you know, and it's like, it is what it is. That's the same problem he had in, in uh, UFC too. Mm-hmm. So it's just, he's he's a weird individual. Yeah. And a troubled individual who probably needs a lot of help, you know, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Oh, yeah. Uh, if I was a promoter, if I'm Tony Khan, I'm not touching him with a 10-mile pole. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm, you know, I I guess Impact could have a shot just because it would make waves for them, but buyers beware. Right. But at least they're usually good enough about getting rid of people quick enough. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what – maybe Pro Fighting League – because, because you know he ain't coming, you know, anywhere near anything that has to do with UFC. Right. Uh this is one that's going to be tricky. I just hope that you know the time off will will serve him some good, and hopefully, you know, when we see him back in a ring, whenever that is, he's you know better, in my opinion. So at the end of this, I just want to say I'm not happy anybody lost their job. Agreed. But I don't I don't want to play it like the other pundits and people on the internet that were so surprised about the people who did lose their job. Honestly, out of the whole list, the only one that surprised me was Dolph Ziggler, mm-hmm. only because of his track record. Right. But then once you think about it for two seconds, you know he made a lot of money, and if he's not providing, it is what it is. And I mean, once again, don't want to see him go. Mm-hmm. 
No, well, what mean, are you going to do? Well, that's the whole thing. At the end of the day, we're in the wrestling business. And Everybody likes to forget about that business part. Yeah. And to quote something you say all the time, if it's not making dollars, it doesn't make sense. And, <laughs> you, and you have to look at it through that eyes. And especially, we are in the Endeavor era. That is what they do. And in, if you really feel this passionate about it, about somebody getting released, go buy some merch from them. Find out oh, how absolutely. You, yeah, how they're going to open pro wrestling tea stores. Make sure you do that. Support them if they're on indie shows near you. Yeah, there's a lot of ways. And once again, if they're if they're interested, man, you have the fact that you can put former WWE superstar in front of your name, uh-huh. and you'll get booked. Trust oh, me, that's how it works on the indies. Absolutely. So there, this is not the end of the road unless you choose it to be. So I want to point this out, and this is this is amazing and awesome, folks. Are you ready for this? Okay. We're switching over to Happier Times. Okay. We're talking about NXT No Mercy. And I know we came out of that, but I want to get into Happy Times, and this is going to end the segment. But if you go, and I mean, by the time you guys hear this, it'll probably be fixed. Whoever did this on Wikipedia is is amazing. Remember a couple pay, uh, AEW pay-per-views ago when they replaced everything with Norman Smiley? Yes. It's happened again. Oh. <gasps> It's happened again, folks. Yes. If you get a chance and it's still there. So NXT No Mercy, they didn't change the name of it. So it looks, but if you see the picture for No Mercy, it's Norman Smiley. And here is the match listing that they're giving us on Wikipedia. We have uh, Becky Lynch versus Norman Smiley for the NXT Women's Championship. (laughs) We have Rick Steiner versus Norman Smiley. We have for the NXT Championship, Billy Kidman is your champion defending (laughs) against Norman Smiley. And then we have a British round rules match for the NXT Heritage Cup, Super Kahlo versus La, uh, with, with La Parca and Volano 4 in his corner and his tag team partner, Ciclope, versus Norman Smiley. Let's go. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing that they took it back over. I love when this happens for some reason. You know, it's, it's just fun. Listen, you can't be upset about it. No. So let's talk about the real card, show. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the real card. So uh, we've got uh, about five matches necessary so far. So we have the NXT Heritage Cup holder, Noam Dar, versus the Global Heritage Invitational, Invitational Tournament winner. We'll find that out this uh, upcoming Tuesday on NXT. So that should be an interesting match. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the British rounds rules that they use. I, it's never gotten over in the States. But uh, I'm a big fan of Noam Dar and what he's doing there. Yeah, know, I like with I, the metaphor. Yeah, I like with his uh, since his return to NXT. I think he's really taking the ball and ran with it. So it's of course, uh, also waiting for a Tuesday, uh, the NXT North American Championship will be on the line. Dominic Mysterio defending against to be announced. Of course, uh, yeah, we won't know until Tuesday. <laughs> I'm just trying to think: Would we see a certain USO make an appearance? We could. We could. Who knows? Just but saying. But uh, that would be probably smart to bring in Jimmy and let Jimmy win it. Yep. Uh, next up, the NXT Women's Title on the line. Your champion Becky Lynch going one on one with a former champion Tiffany Stratton. This is going to be a fantastic match. Uh, I would say this. I'm going to say Becky wins, and we see Jade Cargill or whatever her name is going to be in WWE make an appearance. I I would I would definitely be uh, on board with that. And last but not least of the matches they announced so far uh, for the WWE NXT Championship, Carmelo Hayes versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh, give this to me. This is a great match. Oh, this is fantastic. This possible match of the year candidate, and it hasn't even happened yet. I'm assuming there's going to be a couple more matches added uh, in NXT because usually I like to do five or six, mm. and we're only at four right now technically, so I'm sure we're going to get a tag team match in there somewhere, and also we'll probably find out, I'm assuming, who is going to be facing Dominic Mysterio. But uh, it is coming to you uh, this 
upcoming Saturday on the Peacock, cock, cock, the Peacock, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Start. Eastern Standard Time start time, 7.30 for the pre-show, and it will be live from the Mechanic Banks Arena in Bakersfield, California. Uh, by the way, WrestleTix, for those people who are interested in tickets for whatever reason, uh, has sold 4,035 tickets so far with only 983 left. Nice. Because they set it up for 5,000 seats for Bakersfield, so that's a pretty big bucket of win, mm-hmm. uh, almost a sellout. So if you were thinking about going to the show and you're in the Bakersfield area, uh, you might want to think about getting your tickets soon because there's only about 983 left according to WrestleTix. Nice. This so. is going to be a solid card no matter what. So, yeah, I would definitely uh, throw it out there. I am i can't wait for it. We will be getting together with the dog. Yeah. And we will be watching w, or, uh, WWE NXT's No Mercy this upcoming Saturday. Hopefully you too. Next week, we'll talk all about that and give you the rundown and the review. With that, Ken M, that's going to end our uh, talk about, you know, all this, the, the releases, mm-hmm. NXT, WWE, and, of course, the opening segment. We're going to take our first and only break. And when we come back, we are going to hit you with that main event talk. We're talking all elite wrestling. We're talking the build, the wrestle dream. We're talking Rampage, Grand Slam, and more after this break. Before it gets too late for you to run away Where will you go and you start to turn And you see his insecurities begin to take their toll Wrestling fans, are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble. That's right, it's time to rumble. It's time for the main event of this week's 607TWS. And of course, it's time to talk about the elite, the, the elite. And of course, last week was Grand Slam. We're not going to, you know, maybe we'll give a little uh, butterfly here. If you want to hear our full thoughts on AEW Grand Slam, go to the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Check out the second episode of Wrestling Night Live. And we have our full deep dive with our good friend, NI Dojo member, Nerd Tween. Mm. Uh, We do a great deep dive because we did it right after the show. It's a little bit of an extended episode because we usually like to try to keep Wrestling Night Live about an hour, but hey. Sometimes you have big events like that and you got to gotta jump right into them. But I think the big takeaways from the dynamite portion of Grand Slam, Eddie Kingston, your new Ring oh, of Honor World amazing Champion. Amazing moment. Great storytelling. Great match. Also on, you know, actually I don't think there was a bad match out there. But there is some updates we can give you because obviously now we do know that uh, John Moxley was injured, but it was a concussion. Mm. It wasn't the move that we thought oh. it was. It was earlier on he hit his head on the floor when he went down. And he got a concussion, so he made the call to say, hey, we're changing this finish. Unfortunately, there was a miscommunication with Rick Knox, which I'm sorry, I'm going to be hard on this, but man, there should be some disciplinary action for that Mm -hmm. because he should have just counted the three. Yeah. 
because uh, you're risking further injury. If there's a reason why he's like, hey, I can only make it this far. We're going to get it to the finish. This is our finish. Count me down. And you just blatantly make it look terrible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. We're off script. Yeah. And I think they need to change to what WWE and New Japan does and what they call the shoot three. Mm-hmm. If you don't get your shoulder up, we're not going to make the referee look stupid. So he's counting three. Yeah. Or she in some cases. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was a, a whatever. And then the main event, let's be honest, was whoop, off the charts. Absolutely. MJF, Samoa Joe, great match. Earned Samoa Joe's respect. I loved it. I'm loving what's going on in that scene. If you want to hear the deep dive, anything else you want to shout out before I say go move on? No, no. It was you know a solid card top to bottom. Uh, Eddie Kingston's moment, that that's what sealed it for me. If you haven't checked out Wrestling Night Live already, go and check that out. We would love to see you every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right after Dynamite, uh, talking all things AEW and WWE. Myself, Ken M, and sometimes we're joined by members, friends of ours, or members of the NI Wrestling Dojo. So check it out. It's going to be a good time. You're going to hear that come up again in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up now, though, let's talk real quick about Rampage. Yep. Because Rampage was also part of Grand Slam from mm-hmm. Arthur Ashe, and they recorded it the same day, but aired Friday night. I'm going to do a quick rundown of what happened on Rampage, match-wise, and we're just going to just pick through and talk about what we think is important. You know sure. I mean? So I uh, opened up with a tag team match where Sting and Darby Allen defeated Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, 7 minutes and 42 seconds. Next up, six-person mixed tag team match. Hook, Chris Statlander, and Orange Cassidy defeated Angelo Parker, Anna Jay, and Matt Menard with Jake Hager in the corner, 9 minutes and 24 seconds. Next up was a four-way tag team match for their ROH World Tag Team Championship. Uh, number one contendership. They wrote this a little wrong at Wrestle Dream. They're going to wrestle for that match. And uh, the Righteous, Dutch and Vincent won. So they're going on to take on your ROH World Tag Team Champions. Better than you. Baby. Of course, they defeated Best Friends, The Kingdom, and The Hardys. I thought this was a little weird that The Kingdom didn't win, especially the story we're building. You know, I think they're just holding off for that until full gear. I think you're right, but at the same time, it's kind of like yeah, a weird... I agree, but you know what? I'm happy The Righteous got some TV time. I am, I am happy they're getting TV time and getting a pay-per-view payday. Yes. Uh, next up, another six-man tag team match, but this one's for the AEW World Trios Champions. Your champions, the acclaimed with badass Billy Gunn, uh, defeated the Dark Order to remain and still your AEW Trios Champions. That match got 10 minutes, 38 seconds. I didn't really like... Uh, I, I think that we need to either shit or get off the pot with Dark Order. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, it's time to repackage and be I done agree. with it. Next up, in a singles match, Julia Hart with Brody King in her corner defeated Sky Blue via submission, 8 minutes and 14 seconds. And this had ramifications because now we know, because of this match, Julia Hart will be going on to Wrestle Dream, which we'll talk about in a minute, to take on Chris Statlander for the TBS Championship. I did not realize this. She's undefeated in 2023, mm-hmm. Julia Hart. Yes. Did not, did not know this. I mean, this is awesome, and especially they carried it through to Collision, and that's where they solidified it. But... Listen, that I, I like how they built the story for it. We're going to dive into that more in a minute when we talk about the build sure. to, to actual uh, Wrestle Dream. But, yeah, I'm happy she's getting her due here. Uh, next up, we had uh, Mike Santana with, in a squash match defeat Boulder uh, in 2 minutes and 24 seconds. This was just a coming out party for the singles Mike Santana. Of course, we got the little stare down between him and Ortiz that God knows when we're going to get the payoff to that. But, hey, it happened. Yeah, there was a vignette after Uncle yeah, and there was yeah, yeah, I saw the vignette. Next up and last but not least is the main event of the evening for Grand Slam Rampage. And it was for the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Your champions going in, the Mogul Embassy, Brian Cage, Bishop Khan, and Toa Leona took on the elite 
the the elite, or better known as the Hung Bucks, as I've been told. Uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, and Hangman Page. So they call them the Hung Bucks. Yeah. Get it? Ha-ha. Uh, I, I, you know, I, the humor in it, it, I liked it. It is what it is. I mean, they've been doing it since the Indies, so I'm not surprised. So 11 minutes, 50 seconds, seconds, and at the end of the day, you enjoy new yeah. Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Champions, the elite, the, the elite, the Hung Bucks, get it done. I don't like it. Neither do I, because it's Ring of Honor. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we doing here with this? I mean, that's the only thing. It was just to give the Bucks a belt. Listen, after, okay, after we got done with Grand Slam, you look at the structure of the supposedly separate company, Ring of Honor, Mm -hmm. and you have mostly AEW guys. Now, mind you, Eddie Kinks is a Ring of Honor guy now, even though you see him on AEW. Right, right, right. But he is a Ring of Honor guy. Remember, they had that whole thing. Right. So him being Ring of Honor World Champion, I'm happy with. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Let's make sure he's more focused on there. Yeah. Because that's the whole point. We're trying to make it its own separate thing, right? Yeah. But now you have a case where your tag team champions, all e- all AEW team, because it's better than you. Baby. And, of course, one of them is the world champion MJF of AEW mm-hmm. and Adam Cole. And then you now have the six-man titles held by the elite, AEW. <laughs> And the only other title that's not held by the elite down there, Ring of Honor. I mean, Samoa Joe is technically a Ring of Honor, but he's technically an AEW. He just got a shot at the uh, AEW World Title, so we're going to count him as, you know, AEW. Mm. And then Athena is the only other one. So two out of five champions, if I'm doing my math correctly, two out of five champions are Ring of Honor people and not really all elite people. Do you think they're setting up to merge them? At full gear, maybe champion versus champion, do something like that. I don't know, because I because I think that's the only thing that makes sense. Because I'm sorry, otherwise you're just giving the Bucks a belt to say you're giving them a, a belt because you have nothing going on for them right now. Yeah, I don't. Like that's that, how it felt to me. Well, here's the thing: I wouldn't be offended by that because I don't think you need two six man titles. Yeah, like I say, I, I don't. No, I I don't think so either. I don't think there's the draw for it. I'm sorry, like I didn't think this was that compelling to do it. And I think if you just want to merge them, I mean that is a main event match for full gear. The acclaimed with uh, Billy Gunn versus the Bucks and Page, like mm-hmm. that, that sells itself right there. I would definitely be in for that. And then you want to merge the tag belts, like I say, if you want to do that and just call it a takeover, like one, you know, one company left standing, sure, go ahead and do it. But otherwise, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. I agree. I'm not, I'm not too keen on it. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was you know, Grand Slam overall, both nights were good. Yeah, Collision was good. Like I said, we solidified some things. Uh, we got uh, a really good. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Title Match. Mm-hmm. Everybody was uh, kind of who the hell are you know? Remember who the hell are you to the the work horsemen? Yeah. But then they have this great match with the FTR, and we got a lot of holy shit, and this is awesome chance. So good for them. I'm glad the work horsemen got a little stage Agreed. to shine on. Yeah. I also like that we advanced a little bit for with Aussie Open. I do like the promo that Dax cut where he said, "Listen, I'm tired of the excuses. Here it is: either show up as the badass tag team you are, or just don't show up at all." Yeah. Because if you show up and you're anything less than 100% and you give us anything less than your A-plus deal, we're going to eat you up and spit you out because we're the greatest tag team to ever exist. Top guys out. Yeah. I was like, that's the that's what we need. Yeah. We want to see the match that, in my opinion, was the tag team match of the year last year between Aussie Open and, and FTR. And it, and it was most people didn't see it because it was for the New Japan uh, show in England last year. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I want to see it. No, I, exactly. On this stage, I think it's nothing but win. On the stage, we're talking about. Actually, let's, let's dive into that because before we get to Wrestle Dream, 
I kind of want to dive into that because we talked about releases. Yeah. 90 day no compete for a lot of people. We don't know where Edge is at though because his contract ended. Right. So there's a possibility that Edge could be on his way to the land of elite soon. And it's a good possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm honest. I, I, where would you put the percentage at right now, Ken? You're my percentage guy. 75. You think 75% is going? Yeah. I think, I think yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm feeling that. And uh, I will say this. If there's a no compete, what's your over and under that we see the rated R superstar at WrestleDream? Mind you, if there's a no, if, if it, his no compete is up or if he doesn't have one because of the structure of his deal, however you cut it, what are you thinking? All right. Before I answer that, mm-hmm. where is Christian Cage figured in all this? So Christian Cage is defending the TNT Championship, which, by the way, folks, on Collision, in a triple threat match with Darby Allen, Christian Cage, and Luchasaurus for the TNT title, which already Darby was getting a shot at Russell Dream. Yeah. Which so made it real weird and convoluted. Reasons. Uh, after a coffin drop from Darby, Christian shit canned him out of the ring and pinned his own man. So officially, Christian Cage is legitimately the AEW TNT champion, and he will face Darby Allen at Russell Dream. I will say this. If Darby beats Christian at Russell Dream, this is a 90% chance. Because I think what would happen is at the end of FTR, Aussie Open, Christian walks out and then Edge's music, whatever it's going to be, hits and he comes out too. I got a better call than that. You know what will really mess with everybody? Let's get heel Edge. I mean, the crowd's going to pop either way. But what if you have Christian about to lose, Edge interferes. So the first match we would get with Edge, if, mind you, this is all saying if he can. This is just us fantasy. Right, right, right. This is fantasy. Yeah. Let's let's say that he you know helps him beat Darby. So then the first match we get, we get Darby and Sting versus Edge and Christian, which I'm fine with because oh, the I'm legends okay with that. Yeah. get him in the door because I think they have to work their way to FTR. Yeah. For the belts, that's my only thing. I think that you have to work your way because if you're smart here, and 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 I'm assuming there will be, you want to get some of these dream matches and old matches out of the way. Before you do the big match, because I'm assuming it's a more than one match with FTR. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at okay. it. So I would say you do Edge and Christian, or maybe you have them drop the belt and then Christian's all pissy, and that's how we bring an Edge. Mm-hmm. But still, I would do Edge, maybe Edge and Christian versus Darby and Sting. Great way to bring an Edge, right? Mm-hmm. And then you could even do the Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. So we get that Hardy's match that people want. I, I'm not one of them, yeah. but people do want it. And then you kind of build into this fact that finally we build FTR. And I would even say I think Edge and Christian should become the AW Tag Team Champions for one one title run. Doesn't have to be long. Let's get a trilogy of matches between them and, and FTR. So maybe match one, FTR wins, but barely. So we get a reason for a rematch. Mm-hmm. Edge and Christian win match two, win the belts. A couple months later, they drop the belts back in match three. Because I think you have to solidify FTR as the better team. I could see. I mean, yeah, that makes in sense. In my opinion. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. But I also want to see on their way there, I would like to see not only some of those older teams, but as you after that, they can go, hey, listen, wait, I didn't come back here. You know, have Edge cut the promo because he's great and say, hey, I didn't come back here to wrestle these teams from yesteryear. I came here because we think that we're still got it on the top level. And that's a good way to have them fight a Lucha Bros, uh, Aussie Open, the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And climb that mountain all the way to those tag titles. Hell, I would even think about having them dethrone the ROH tag title champions in uh, Better Than You. Baby. Yeah. I mean, that could work, too. It just, I think it just. Once again, dep- this is fantasy booking before we talk about WrestleMania. Right. I, I would just say it depends because I think he comes back as with Christian in some form. So I think Christian has to lose the belt to do this. If, if he wins, I don't think it happens. Yeah. 
like I said, there's a whole lot of things. I don't even know if he's able to. Right, because we I mean, don't have I, status. If not, we're, you know, I would say, so if his deal was up at the end of September and there is a 90-day, if that wasn't the end of his 90-day, mm-hmm. the end of his 90-day is from the end of September, you're looking at, because this would be October 1st, so that's why I'm saying it could be a possibility, you would be looking at October, November, December. So you would be looking at December, the beginning of the year for Edge. Okay. If, if that 90-day no-compete is there. Yeah. If, for whatever reason, his 90 days was already chucked in because maybe maybe he already had notice, and that, but that Toronto match didn't count even though it was inside of his 90 days mm-hmm. because they were like, okay, we wanted to give you the match. Yeah. If that's the case, then his contract could be up coming into this. Mm-hmm. So either way, we'll find out. And mind you, before we talk Wrestle Dream, two big announcements I want to say. We're not going to be breaking down the whole card and giving our picks. We are going to be talking about the card. We're going to give you the listing of the card, and we're going to give you our overall how they th- we think they're built. But if you want to hear the deep dive about Wrestle Dream, Nerd Initiative YouTube channel, Saturday night. Uh, the time, I have not decided yet, but I'm looking at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time because we're going to record it before then because obviously we want to watch NXT. But I'm thinking about setting it up so it will be a record. It won't be a live stream. Right. So you guys can't tune in, but you can write comments. Go ahead and drop in the comments. And Mar- the two of us and possibly Nerdtween, because I think that he's going to be involved, because I got to just double check, mm. we'll break down on the pre-show. It's going to be a pre-show. Watch it before the show. Find out who we think is going to go over. Find out what you think is going to happen. We're going to do that deep dive. Nerd Initiative YouTube channel, the very first ever NI Wrestling Presents AEW Wrestle Dream pre-show. Let's go. Because that's what we're going to be doing from now on for all major pay-per-views and PLEs for WWE and AEW. And, of course, just shouting it out now, and I'm going to remind you again at the end of the show, so it's kind of ad nauseum, but still, 15 minutes after Wrestle Dream goes off the air, even though I'm going to be ridiculous tired, we will be live on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel for the post-show reactions. So we will break down the whole card and what we thought about AEW Wrestle Dream 15 minutes after the show ends the air. And then that following week on uh, 607 TWS, we will talk about any news that comes out of the, uh, the, the scrum and stuff there. that we don't hear in time on there. So there you go. This is why it's companion. Mm-hmm. It's a good companion piece for you guys. So you guys, uh, hopefully you don't have to worry about two-hour shows any longer. And B, you get even more information and content from us alongside Wrestle Night Live. So the other thing I want to talk about with Wrestle Dream, before we talk about it, and I want to get your opinion, and I'm going to probably do it again before because maybe it'll change between now and then. Did you see the video package from Collision where Tony Khan narrated? No. Talking about Wrestle Dream. So there was a Wrestle Dream video package. And I'm going to paraphrase this because I don't remember exactly. But anyways, they were going through the lineage and they were showing some things. And the first thing that I'm going to say is I'm not a fan of how AEW likes to act like their lineage is part of other companies. Mm. So it's kind of like adding like they were involved in Antonio Inoki in New Japan. And, you know, they've done it before in WCW and stuff. I've never been a fan of that, like own being AEW and the new kid on the block. But Mm. I get it, whatever. So at one point in juncture in that he says, you're going to want to be here because this is the night that everything changes. And everything begins. Hmm. So any thoughts? That's part of the edge thing. Is is there is there a tease for something like edge? Is this a tease for maybe something we're not even thinking about? I think this is a tease for something we're not thinking about, to be honest with you. I think the edge is a solid guess, but it's also you don't want to overhype this. So it's got to be some big deal that maybe there's going to be an announcement that they're going to streaming with Max, maybe. 
you know, just speculating, Maybe. you know. But if it's going to be a new era, if they're promising something yeah. of that, then they have to be bringing in somebody that is on that level of an edge or they they have a business deal in place that they really want to hype up about. And Max seems like the only one that makes sense to me. That's I agree. I think it's one of those two things. So if you're uh, trying to figure it out, AEW's uh, Wrestle Dream is coming to you from uh, Seattle, Washington mm-hmm. at the Climate Pledge Arena. On this Sunday, October 1st, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, the buy-in starts at 7 p.m. There will be some pre-show matches. I don't know what has been announced for the pre-show yet, but uh, when we go through the list real quick, maybe some of them have already been marked off, but I don't think anything has, to my knowledge. Right. Of course, this show is is a tribute show in honor of the New Japan Pro Wrestling founder, Antonio Noki, as it will take place on the one-year anniversary of his passing. Once again... Huge Antonio Noki fan. Mm. We all know my love for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. I still think it's weird that AEW is doing this. Yeah. But whatever. It is what it is. We'll talk about the card because I think the card looks like a good card. Mm. So here's uh, one that we got right now. There's a four-way tag team match for a future AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Young Bucks taking on the Guns, taking on the Lucha Bros, taking on Orange Cassidy and Hook. Next match that's announced AEW TBS Championship match, Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart. Next match announced for the ROH World Championship and the NJPW Strong Openweight Championship, Eddie Kingston defends both belts against the Ring of Honor Pure Champion, Shibata. Next match, two out of three falls for the AEW TNT Championship, your champion, Christian Cage, taking on Darby Allin. Then we have a six-man tag team extravaganza as the team of Chris Jericho and the Golden of Elite, uh, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi, will take on the Don Callis family, Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Next up, the tag team is a tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. Better than you. Baby. Will go uh, defend their titles against The Righteous, Vincent and Dutch. Then we have an AEW World Tag Team Championship match where your champions, the FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, will go one uh, well t- two on two, sorry, against Aussie Open, Aussie Aussie Aussie, oi oi oi, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. And then we have a singles match with Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. And then of course the dream match, which I'm assuming will be the main event of the evening, your NJPW World Television Champion Zack Saber Jr. going against the American Dragon Brian. Danielson. Um, so first of all, needless to say, the dream match, it's a match over a year in making. Yeah. That was supposed to happen at the uh, very first forbidden door due to injury did not happen. Mm-hmm. So we're finally getting that match. I'm going to say Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland has been built very well. I agree. I like the story. I think it's a must win for Swerve Strickland. Fully agree there. If not, the way that they've been booking Hangman Page makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. So why not try to move Swerve Strickland forward to either be the new international champion, especially after Phoenix has the belt because of injury, or even the TNT champion? Although that's a hot potato situation with the TNT belt. And I understand it would be for the international belt, but it's only hot potato because Phoenix was not supposed to be champion. Right. Uh, the FTR versus Aussie Open, the story is the fact that they had a match that was incredible that most people never saw. Mm-hmm. That's so, all it needs. So that's all I want to see. I want to see it live up to that, and I hope it will. Uh, better than you, baby. They're the hottest thing in the business. So why not book them in a match for their ROH tag titles? I do like the fact that the Righteous are getting a payday. I think they deserve this. Fully agree there. I just find it weird that it doesn't mix with the story, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, like I said, I think they're holding that off for some reason, like for full gear, which I, I don't get. I'm with you on that, but I, that's why I just kind of sense it's going to happen. We got the big story match next with the six-man with Jericho. 
and the Golden Elite taking on the Collis family. Obviously, uh, Takeshita and Omega have had this feud going on, and Don Callis and Omega, they threatened to take out Kota Ibushi. And, of course, mixing in with that, Sammy Guevara turning and joining the Don Callis family, uh, a la Chris Jericho himself to Shawn Michaels, only now happening to Chris Jericho. I think this has got a the this has got the position to be a really good match and can really drive this story forward. I really kind of think that you need to have either Ibushi get injured, not mm-hmm. for real, right, hopefully, right. you know, f- you know, work injury, and maybe Guevara take the pin from Jericho, or give the pin to Jericho. I yeah, say. I was gonna getting say, his win back, if you will, a little ways. Callis family needs to win this one. I agree. Darby and Christian Cage, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to finally Christian Cage has the belt. Yeah, but I can see Luchasaurus doing the turn here. Yeah, I can see it too. Kingston and Shibata is going to be hard hitting, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Let's talk about that Julia Hart, Chris Stanladder match. Is basically, I like the fact that they're saying, hey, she's undefeated, but here's the problem. Why are we just now hearing about this? Exactly. Why haven't we been booking this a lot better on the Julia Hart front? Mm -hmm. Honestly. No, I'm fully with you. The fact that it came out as a stat this week, I was like, wait, what? And that's the thing. It flew under the radar. And then, of course, the four-way for the AEW, uh, become number one contenders for the AEW tag titles. That is just a Tony Khan AEW classic at this point. We're yeah. just going to throw shit at the wall and see who can win. You either got to win your way in or win a tournament or whatever. Eliminator. Uh, I don't know. I, I Once again, I've gotten so used to it, but it's like there's a certain point. Like people get tired, and I'm just I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. People get tired of like the, the, the no finishes to move a story along. And I get it. When there's too many, I'm against it too. Yeah. But there's a time and place for a no finish. I'm starting to get tired of, like, not building contenders in the old school way. Like, why do we always have to have a multi-man match, winner gets the shot, or a tournament, or, you know, why don't we just do, hey, like a Julia Hart situation, why don't you just plug along and say, hey, man, Julia Hart's won eight matches, or Julia Hart's won nine matches. Hey, listen, she's going to start making noise for a title shot, and then just finally she comes out and she's like, hey, I've won 15 matches in a row. I've beaten everybody. I want a shot at your belt. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't you just do that? I don't know. Because I'm already thinking it's going to be Cassidy and Hook that wins because of reasons. I I think you're right. And But I'm with you. It's like I think with the tag team division, it's a lot of tournaments and it's a lot of open challenges. And I think that it would be nice to really build a story up. So overall, I'm going to say this to you. How do you – what do you think about the build to WrestleDream? I think it's been great overall, to be honest with you. I think that they've really taken some time to build some storylines up. And it's really going to add to the card. There's a couple matches that I think are just kind of thrown together, but I'm not mad about it because of who's involved. Like Kingston Shibata. I think that that's just put together. But you know what? I'm not mad about that one bit. But I think they've done a solid job for the key elements they needed to do. And I think that, like, the swerve has been great. I think that, obviously, when you got the best tag, the, the best storyline in AEW history working for you with Better Than You, Bebe, it's smart to get them on the card. They don't really need a storyline. You just got to put them on the show. However, though, I do agree with you. I think the kingdom should have got it, but I'm not mad about the righteous. I will throw this out to you. I think that we are leaps and bounds better than we were for the last few pay-per-views. Agreed. The fact that there, I can point out the fact that the majority of the show has a storyline somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or at least, you know, we're building to it. Like, still, better than you, baby, is a storyline in its own. Yes, would have made more sense for the kingdom, but hey, maybe the kingdom gets involved. It is a good look to try to get, see if the righteous is going to get over a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, like I said, we have a story with for the tag, the AEW tag titles. There's mm-hmm. a story there. There's a story, you know, with ZSJ and 
and uh, Brian Danielson. There's a story. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, year in the making. Dream match. First of all, it's a dream match, period. But secondly, this match was supposed to happen a year ago. We got a story. Mm-hmm. You know, it might not be. Stories don't have to be these long, extended things all the time. They can just be that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you get down, I wish that some of them, they would have flushed out more, too. Yeah. Like, there's a story with Christian Cage and Darby Allen. That's been going on for a little while now. But, like, the Julia Hart thing. I just wish that was flushed out a little better. Mm, I agree. Because if you think about it, this could have been flushed out real nicely. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact she's been undefeated for the entire year thus far. Mm. Like, why? Like why? I agree with you. Why are we just hearing about it now? And I also want to point out, they've been taking a beating lately about the lack of women's representation on shows. Here we are again. Now, mind you, there's still dynamite and collision. Mm-hmm. But here we are again as of being a week out from when we're recording for the show. Only one woman's match announced. Yeah. I'm kind of puzzled why. Yeah, I'm with you. Why is your AEW women's world title not defended? And you can say, oh, it was defended at Grand Slam. What, you can't be defended more than once? Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. It's the Wrestle Dream show is technically an honoring for, for Antonio Noki, so you don't necessarily have to have the AEW world champion on the top of the card. I mean, he's involved in the card, but mm-hmm. you don't have to have him on the top of the card. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bitch about that. Right. But come on. We can't, or we can't even get a women's build-up match. Maybe we will. Maybe somebody in Jacksonville will hear this and go, oh, yeah, maybe we should add another women's match. Because here's the problem. The reason we don't know about the Julia Hart thing is because they don't spend enough time talking about the women's division. And I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be that guy who's like, ooh, you know, whatever. It's just, it's true. Yeah. It's the same thing with the tag division. They, they taught it how they were going to be great. And they have some amazing tag teams. Some of the best in the world. I'm not even going to argue that. Mm-hmm. You're a co- company that has FTR, Young Bucks, Aussie Open, The Kingdom. You know, yeah, they have a Lucha Bros, etc. And it goes on, these great tag teams. But when's the last time, other than Young Bucks FTR, when's the last time we've seen a story in the in the in the tag division? As you point out, every time it's somebody won a battle royal, somebody won a eliminator match, yeah. somebody won a tournament, and that's how you get a shot. Or it's just an open challenge that the champions have been putting out there. And they're great matches, don't get me wrong. But why can't we get some sustenance? And I mind you, on this card, we have a little story. Because this is a match that the first one was so amazing, but a lot of people never saw it. Because mm-hmm. it was on WrestleQuest last year. Right. Right? So now we have an, we have a Royal Quest. I said WrestleQuest. Royal Quest in the UK, the New Japan show. Now we have the opportunity to see this on a larger scale. I'm, I'm super pumped for it. Mm. But like on that same card, we have another one of those situations where we have a four-way. Winner gets a shot. Yeah. So we're going back to that. Why can't we just say, hey, the guns get a shot at the belts? Yeah. Or the Bucks, you know, somehow. Or, I mean, I would like to keep the Bucks away for a little while longer because we just saw that. But still, or the Luchas, whoever, yeah. Hook and Cassidy, you know, have them just organically win some matches. Mm-hmm. And I'm not mad about the match. I'm sure the four-way tag match will be fine. It'll be solid, but, I mean, they, they could do a lot better with it. I just I would just like to see some... I would like some, uh, you know, meat with my meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, you got steak and a potato. You know, or I should say this, with that potato, I'd like the, the, the butter, the sour cream, the bacon, and the cheese. Yeah. I don't want just butter on my baked potato. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes that's what we get. Yeah. In the women's in the tag division, specifically. Sadly agree. That's in my opinion. No, sadly agree. I, I, if, I, if people want to argue different points, it's fine. And, and, and please, if you do want to reach out to us, and I always do it, and of course, we always say to do it positively, whether it's on here or Wrestling Night Live, we always are there for that conversation. Mm-hmm. But I do want to point this out. 
if you when you come at it, please don't tell me how great the teams are. I already said it. Yeah. Or don't tell me how great the women are that are in the division. I already said it. Mm. I want to hear why there's no emphasis on it. Yeah. Why is there a bigger emphasis on the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champions than the AEW Tag Team Champions? Mm-hmm. Why Why is there only one match on the main card that's a women's match? And if they add one, it'll probably be on the pre-show. And if they do, you heard it here first. Right. But why? Because that's what they did for the last paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, fully. But that's only two matches, and you have a deep roster. You can't tell me we can't build a story. Why is it only this past week on Collision that we found out that Julia Hart was, unless you were paying attention, that Julia Hart was undefeated in the year 2023? Mm -hmm. And now finally in this entire year, mind you, by the time this pay-per-view happens, it's October 1st, so that's the 10th month of the year, she's finally getting a title shot. Nothing was built around her before? Yeah. Like, that's weird to me. No, I agree with you. Just there's a lot of things that they could still be improving. Think about it. that's an organic title run, that a title shot that I was talking about. But you never touted it up. You never kind of went, you know, this is happening. Yeah, it was never teased. It was never talked about. Hey, she puts together a couple more wins, man. We we're talking maybe a title shot. No, Nothing. No, they just forced the issue with Brody cutting the promo on Saturday. But I mean, still, I agree with you. The build was kind of sl- slow for it. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's my that's my only issues. But it looks like a great card on paper. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. And if you want to hear us break down the whole card and give our picks, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when the video will hit you, the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So NI Wrestling's pre, pre-show for AEW's Wrestle Dream will hit 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday night. That would be uh, September 30th, right? There's only 30 days Correct. in September. I always forget if it's a 30 or 31 month. Mm-hmm. So excuse me. So that's when you guys can look forward to that. We will be giving our full picks and breaking down the matches in their entirety, not just the build. We'll be breaking them all down, giving you who what, who we think should win and why. Mm. And it's like we always do. And, of course, remember, and we'll plug it again before then, also on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel, we will have the 15 minutes after AEW Wrestle Dream goes off the air, we will have our full post-show review and reactions to AEW Wrestle Dream. So just remember that as well coming into this weekend because, hey, we do a lot of content now for you guys, and I hope you're appreciative of it because every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time over at the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel, you get to see us live on Wrestling Night Live, and you get to join the conversation. I understand it's late for some people, but, hey, if you watch the replay afterwards, make sure you're giving it that thumbs up Mm -hmm. and leave some comments. We always Mm -hmm. like to, you know, if they're negative, we're probably just going to give you the – yeah, buddy, thumbs up and just keep it moving. Thanks for the comment. Right. But if they're constructive and we can have a conversation, we're always here to have that as well. Absolutely. And of course, while you're at it, just make sure you just smash that subscribe button to the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're our shows are on, you can see them. And also, you can see Ken's pretty face hey every now. Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Although I know if you're a wrestling fan and you watch NXT, that's right in the middle of NXT. But once again, you're not handcuffed mm-hmm. by watching it live. Watch Turn a Page. On the replay. Exactly. It's up up there. It's up there. And always remember to hit that thumbs up, that like button. Help support us, man. Mm -hmm. We're doing big things and trying to create something bigger. And the more that you guys like the content and the more you tune into the content over on Nerd Initiative, you know, the more we're going to be getting. And even if you don't necessarily like some of the things we talk about there, guess what? We're going to add more shows. So maybe you will find something. Maybe if you guys are supporting enough, there's a whole indie wrestling show we could do at some point. Maybe if you guys are supporting enough... 
There's maybe, you know, some uh, talking about old shows and stuff we can do and some history of wrestling. There's a lot of content that we get. But once again, we got to grow it, and it's growing pretty well right now. But we just got to keep growing, folks. It's growing very organically, too, mind you. And we can't say thank you enough for all the support we're there. And like I say, if you really like the content we're bringing over there, and so far the reaction has been all positive, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, let them know you want to see more. And Tony Khan and anybody in AEW, it's been over two months, almost three months. It's almost we, three months now. Since we offered you a spot to come on here, but I'll give you the, I'll give you a better. You can either come on here or Wrestling Night Live or a special recorded, whatever you want to do. We'll make it happen. Tony Khan or any of the higher-ups, we got some questions we'd like to ask you about AEW. We'll provide those questions earlier. We're not trying to make you look. We're not assholes. We're not trying to make you look bad. There's just some questions I know that ourselves and some fans out there would like to know very respectfully, and uh, I don't think anybody else is answering the, asking the questions, so we want to be the ones to ask them and if you would ever love to grace us with your presence and once again we know that more eyes would get on our product i get it but that's not really the reason i have a lot of questions i want to have answered Mm -hmm. and there's only a few people in that company that might be able to answer them right so it'd be awesome and i'm sure all you wrestling fans would like to hear those questions too so keep that in mind ken m tell the fine folks one last time how to find you yourself at the odph podcast very simple short and sweet odphpodcast.com and for myself it's 3fnpodcast.com remember check out nerd initiatives youtube channel tune in to wrestling night live whether you tune in live at 10 p.m 10 p.m eastern standard time on wednesday night and join that conversation or if you watch it on replay remember you can still join the conversation by leaving those comments make sure you hit that thumbs up button as well and the subscribe and, of course, this weekend is going to be our first ever NI Wrestling pre-show and post-show. And that pay-per-view is going to be AEW Wrestle Dream. So, remember, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday. Well, Collision is still on. We will drop the pre-show on there. That will not be a live stream one. So, don't worry. Watch it before the show to get our picks and our takes on each and every match on the card. And 15 minutes after AEW Wrestle Dream goes off the air, we will be live on the Nerd Initiative YouTube channel with the post-show reaction and review with that being said until next week take care of yourselves take care of each other and most importantly later wrestling
Top ropes, one, two.